0: You tricking me now, trying to figure this out. You could blame it on me. It's all my fault. What's up? It's your girl, Jesse Real, and welcome back for another episode of Jesse Real Podcast. Protecting my peace has been an all-time cost. And as y'all heard, and me being 32 and transitioning to 33, there's a lot of things I'm just not tolerating and my palette is changing. So with that being said, let's have the conversation of conversations that needs to be had. Not even the fact that I'm protecting my peace, but let's talk about being a transplant in a space and area where you're not really welcomed. And the atmosphere and culture is weird as hell. Enough of me chatting. Let's get real. Fam, bam. What it is do what it do it's been a while it's been a while with conversations that we've been having um i am back on my every other week type energy or like giving y'all two episodes and just kind of breaking because i feel like sometimes i just need a break plus i'm about to go into a new season so i'm trying to rally up guests um in this new season because now i'm trying to step out where i don't have people i'm familiar with but people who can speak that i can connect and vibe with so that's necessary um child since the damn episode i last revealed to y'all with uh magic 32 there's so much that that's transpired um and it's crazy because a lot of what's transpired ties into today's episode which is called um dead ass it's just the south and when i say dead ass is just the south there's so many layers of what i'm gonna unpack when i say that and y'all know dead ass is a term from new york so me be saying dead ass is just the south means it's overrated um and it's stuck in the time warp and the fact that i've had several conversations with many other people who are transplants down here not originally from here and then there's no person i have that's originally from here as well um that legit makes it be in the space of what the fuck. And when you know yourself and are able to gauge and know your personality and the aura you bring and have self-awareness, you realize it's not you, the problem is them. And again, if you're in a time warp, you're stuck in a conscious loop cycle of thinking that shit is something because we already know in the South, a lot of shit, it ha- things move slower. A lot of stuff comes down to the South last and later, given that it's not that much change and adaptation that occurs down here. And being from New York, unlike motherfuckers I know who lie and say they're from New York, but went to school, high school out here, graduated from school out here, and real New Yorkers don't change their area codes, but we are not going to get into that right now. Um, they're not used to legit having to move in the hustle and bustle um because they pretty much are comfortable with being complacent so dead ass is just the south legit gives the energy and atmosphere of just knowing that the south is just only good when it comes to economic i personally feel the south is only good when it comes to economic uh economic perspective like it's cheaper cost of living it is a more slower pace um but because niggas are fucking bored out here and don't have much to fucking do but the same old same old but again for them that's okay there's a lot of i personally feel more crime down here and occurrences that happen over frivolous bullshit than it does up north only because it's a different structure and culture that has been implemented to kind of move around people. Down here, they take that shit personal into a fence where it becomes... They feel it's a personal attack for their own insecurities. And then it's a projection. So, when I say that, I mean this. Me being down here almost five years, and I say dead ass is just the self. when people are asking me, like, oh, how do you like Charlotte? I'm like, it's cool. Like... I love the cheaper it's, it's a co- more cost-efficient way of living down here but as for the culture and the people they're not for me you know what i'm saying like and again me being an introvert in order to be an introverted energy you know your energies and you know what energy is able to vibrate on your frequency niggas out here are low vibrational a lot of them are low vibrational um, and because a lot of them are not used to cause you know, Charlotte is known as a finance district for like the second busiest, the second biggest district for finance and business. So a lot of people down here who are in Charlotte, a lot of headquarters and shit, just like Delaware, it's cheaper to set set roots here when it comes to finance, which is why I came down here because I know I got my degrees in accounting. Um, where it's a lot of thriving black people in finance and business now, because they're thriving professionally, doesn't mean personally, they have the same equivalent when it comes to them thriving. So a lot of them feel like there has to be a superiority or some type of echelon behavior to prove themselves because they are in the South. And it's not as much people to check because I'm pretty sure a lot of these motherfuckers who are out here thinking that they're upper echelon or elite would not survive in New York, would not survive in DC because their, their mindset of feeling of entitlement to their bracket or tax bracket, they feel like they're too good. And I'm like, yo, looking at this behavior, is a no for me. Now, I'm saying it's also because there's a person I have interacted that I no longer converse with that claims they're from New York And is down here and been down here almost as long as I have, but they have roots and establishments down here, of family roots, and as well as them having too close a comfort with the locals for somebody who is just down here to be down here. Now, mind you, these are locals who are subpar. They're low vibrational them damn selves because they don't have much going for. Like, you know how they be like to you, like, don't hang around with somebody who ain't got shit to lose because they'll make you lose everything this is what this one bitch is like a person who claims they got shit to lose but willing to lose everything and the atmosphere of friendship dynamic is so fucking weird but we'll get into that later but like it's like no motherfucker you're from here because you're able to acclimate and you move like how these weird ass motherfuckers down here move and then people be like people now understand when I explain it to them why I say to myself because I ran into my uh One of a girl I met, her name is uh, Ulyssia, and she works in like over in my complex. And she was like, No, girl, it's not you. Like, motherfuckers are weird as fuck out here, and it's not just you who sees it. Like, it's hard to make friends because they're so cliquish, and because a lot of people are not welcome to the change in learning something new. And I feel like as a transplant, me being from New York, I can kind of educate you and learn something new because. I probably exposed to a lot more than you are. So like when you got bitches who all they can do is live on their past glory days of what they used to be compared to what they are now and they have not shit to show for it. You can't surround yourself with them low vibrational ass people. And when you do, you become a part of them. And Amanda Seal said it best today on her podcast of the side effects of being a mean girl because mean girls are narcissists. And a lot of motherfuckers that I know because they're slick talkers, like the one I told you this bitch that's a transplant supposedly from New York, she's a slick talker. But because niggas are not conscious enough and self-aware because they're not used to an environment of surrounding themselves with people who have, let's say, common knowledge or emotional intelligence or cognitive dissonance. They are fucking followers, so they're codependent because they want to be seen. They're codependent because they have an imbalance in their own structure of lifestyle that they look for. So when you get a motherfucker who's from New York who's a slick talker and can manipulate, it's easy to rein people in to make them be on your mean girl bandwagon because you're a fucking narc. Okay? You're a fucking narc. Now, mind you, I'm not going to put no names out, but the person, if they ever listen to this podcast, know who the fuck they are, because I've had the conversation with the person and they're blocked. So if they want to find me, they know where the fuck I live and we could talk about it then because I'm a, I, I don't do the social media shit, but again, they're chill, they're a child. So I don't play child's games or child's antics, so they can have whatever, but <laughs> won't be, when you got bad energy, I'm gone and you're not disturbing my peace because peace is something I've strived hard to acquire And once I feel like you're disturbing it and there's a distortion, it is what it is. But I'm going to tell y'all this on a little secret. Because I cut that motherfucker off in recent events, let me tell you, I've been sleeping like a baby. I slept through a whole night and it hasn't been like that since I had my my revelation I told y'all about with Shay. And baby, when I say that, I say this, some shit we holding on to that should have been let go and we let linger for far too fucking long knowing damn well we know better. Okay, but that's a conversation for another day. But I say dead ass is just the South because not as a Southerner, you know, they always harp on, oh, Southern hospitality. Southern hospitality is paraded as such a sort where you come to the South and we're going to show you a good time and we'll lay out the red carpet for you. And we got you and we're friendly and we're good people. Them niggas are fucking facades. I'm going to tell you this because how I've been down here almost five years and I can't even solidly say well mine is Whitney because Whitney's a Whitney's from here but she's also very well-versed and she doesn't give this weird-ass energy because of course she's well-versed and in her profession she's very common in having to adapt to adversity maybe I should get Whitney on here I think I am um and for me, it's it doesn't give that. It gives If you're a transplant, they feel like you're threatening because you're taking from them because they're natives here. And at the end of the fucking day, because they're natives, they're territorial. Because again, like I told y'all before, Charlotte is a big city. So it spans over many different districts. But at the same token, by that being that it's so big, it's so fucking small. Because like I said, there's not much shit out here. So niggas do the same shit, going to clubs, going to lounges, being outside. That's not my thing. I'll be outside, but I'm on the grown and sexy outside like live jazz concerts, music in the park, poetry, that type of shit. Shit that elevates my cultural perspective and enlightens me to just be in a space to just be the black girl I am in a free narrative, not having to feel like I have to hide myself or conform. Motherfuckers down here are so used to conforming and hiding themselves because, again, if you look at natural history, like I told y'all before, Freaking Charlotte used to be called Brookline or Brooklyn or however you want to pronounce it, but they were red redlined. So pretty much where 77 runs was red line. So a lot of where the east side where I told you I used to live is very impoverished as well as a lot of other areas because they pushed a lot of black families out to create this highway. So a lot of them didn't have much because if you think about it, the Civil War, you had the South fighting the North because the North was like, give slaves their freedom. But in the South, they're like, nah, we still keeping them and we're going to have them on their way as being sharecroppers. So a lot of that fucking, the transgenerational toxicity that Deanna and I talked about, the fucking transgenerational trauma is down here because a lot of where our people came from is like the Great Migration. They migrated from the South to the North. So when you're coming from a place of in... An entangled mindset of not knowing—it's like an antebellum. Being able to differentiate of I'm free, but I'm not. Um, I have resources, but I don't. You get caught in the middle of where it's like, well, let me. How can I be able to put push this narrative out that I'm not? I'm not in confusion, but I am. So like, it's the southern hospitality logic that everybody gets, but it's not really the truth. Like. They're not that welcoming. Unless you know somebody and they introduce you, that's kind of like on a person-to-person basis. You're not getting and receiving the love you think you're about to receive. Honestly and truly, I'm going to keep it stuck with y'all. On some real shit, I get more love in New York from random niggas because niggas in New York is friendly. They're not nice. There's a difference, like I told y'all before. Then I would probably get down here, which is probably why I always go home so fucking much because I'd rather deal with a devil I know than a devil I don't. And I say that in every intent and purpose that I fucking said it. I meant what I said when I fucking said it. The devils out here are devils I don't fucking know. And because they're so scarce and spread out and there's no common way to put them in an area where you're forced to have to acclimate or learn who they are because the areas they would go into or spaces they try to, they're in, I no longer fit in. I don't force myself into. It's just like, damn nigga, like the culture in general is just off to me. So it's like, y'all niggas say that y'all are nice, but it's a nice nasty. At least in New York, if you're going to have somebody be nasty, they're just going to be nasty. They're not going to be nice nasty. Like, when you don't, when we hold, don't open the door or you we open the door do something nice and you don't say thank you, we're going to be like, you're welcome. I said you're welcome. So you know to say thank you because my nigga who raised you. Like, how you not going to say thank you when I held the door for you when I ain't fucking had to hold the door for you? But I'm not going to be in no nice nasty shit like, So, you're really not going to say you're welcome after I just held the door for you? Hmm, the audacity. Nah, we're going to just say it by saying you're welcome. Because I would have said you're welcome any fucking way if you would have said thank you. You feel what I'm saying? Like, so you know you're going to get that assertiveness. As opposed to here, it's passive aggression. I don't like that shit. I've never liked passive aggression. And I think it's because, like I said, when I told you about this bitch that I don't fuck with no more... It's because I, unlike these weirdos out here, that I, I was trying to fit in a space that wasn't for me. And I learned that the hard way. Cause again, an introvert, my energy, I'm able to know where it needs to be. And I'm able to discern it too well that I'm like, ew. Like that's really all I can say is ew. Because it's just a crab in a barrel mentality. And if you think about it, a lot of them are still here and they're coming from a lineage of people who never left here and never knew that there was more to life to see outside of here. So there's tunnel vision, it's narrow-mindedness, it's the only perspective because they never branched out. And because I've come from a lot of experience, because as y'all know, I don't deny shit. I'm privileged. I've always been privileged. I've been, I was raised middle class. I told y'all, like I've always been privileged. I've always had an access to some things that I feel like a lot of other black kids didn't academically culturally, spiritually, because my mother made it her business to let me learn where I wanted to fit in and be able to grasp parts of me to understand me where I'm solidified in who I am. That's why no motherfucker can tell me who I am. No motherfucker can tell me the opposite of what I know because my life experiences and experience to different different people, cultures and adversity, and branching out and being the only child at that, has been a very key factor in me looking at shit from different angles when niggas are just looking in tunnel vision. So me not being in a space where I'm not fully fucking welcomed and received I'm not forcing myself. My nigga, what? You don't really want me around? By all means, do your thing. But what you're not going to do is have a conversation about me and I'm not in the fucking conversation and you're having a whole group chat and anyone comes to me after like, oh yeah, they were talking about you in the group chat. My nigga, why didn't you put me in the group chat to see what niggas was saying so their conversation, since it's a conversation about me, put me fucking in the conversation? The fuck are we doing? Like that shit is weird energy to me. It's going to always be weird energy to me so not that southern hospitality shit is a fucking folktale now what it may be is for the older generations and i might say southern hospitality might be a thing from like the boomers the silencer generation the gen xers possibly but gen y gen z gen alpha the rest of these niggas oh hell no Oh, hell no. It's, it's, it's not given, And it's like, they hate us as transplants just as much as niggas is like, oh, don't come to New York. There's no room. But I mean, New York is like this. It's known for making dreams come true, whatever, whatever. But Charlotte's not known for shit, but business and finance. And if you're not business and finance, there's not shit for you out here. For real, for real. You're literally putting yourself in a fucking fishbowl because it's comfortable, as opposed to me being here, and I'm going to tell y'all, I'm going to really keep it a step with y'all. I'm only here in Charlotte because it's known for business and finance, and that's where my career is. But now that ever since the pandemic and things are going remote and shit, I'm ready to move and get the fuck out of Charlotte because I've outgrown it. Like I've had my time and my staples and transitions to build my resume and do what I need to do that it's time for a transition. And the difference between me and a lot of niggas here is they want to stay here, die here, and live by here. I don't want to stay here. I ain't trying to fucking build shit here. I want to expand and go elsewhere because it's about that time. Now, I want you to know I have been researching to go other places, okay? Period. But I know for sure around this time next year, I, I don't want to be in this in this city. I know this for a fact, and I won't be in it because why? I'm a manifester. Sorry, I'm speaking it out to the atmosphere because I'm not staying here, but... It's a city that wants to have big city energy, but it's not. Like, y'all are a city, but y'all are a suburban, rural city, if that makes sense. Like, y'all are a rural city. Like, rural city more so like y'all country as hell, but y'all want to be like an Atlanta. But you're not an Atlanta. So you don't have as much resources and availability as Atlanta. And Atlanta's trying to be like a New York when New York has ample resources. Same thing as California. Ample resources because that's a lot of a portal for a lot of change and innovation—that's not here in Charlotte. So, like, it's pretty much like I said, a facade trying to be something that it's not. The South is not all this cracked up to be. It's, no matter where you're from, if you're really from the North, it's slow as fuck down here to you. Like when niggas are like, oh, how's the atmosphere? How people? I don't fuck with people like out here like that. Cause one, my energy won't allow it. My my spirit won't allow it. Neither will my wavelength. But it's just slow, like. I said, everything gets down here last. I wanna tell you how many people I met in the South where I said therapy and they looked at me like I had fucking five heads. I swear to y'all. Looked at me like I had five heads, like what the fuck is therapy? And it's because not for the fact of they probably don't wanna go, but they can't afford it because a lot of them do not have the education or the skill set to be able to afford to make an extra expense to want to better themselves because there's no need when everybody else around you is on the same bullshit that's why when i was talking about the shorty that's from new york i'm like bitch you're fucking just as bad as them and you're saying you went to therapy ain't no fucking way you went to therapy when you're not implementing shit you're going to therapy to say you went to therapy you don't go to therapy because you actually want to change you're going to therapy to say that you went and why i said this because i told you about my ex i probably episodes seasons back who was like oh i wanted to apologize because i went to therapy dah, dah, dah. when i whole time know i know you're a narcissist you went to therapy because it makes you feel better you went to therapy so you can say you went to therapy but going to therapy don't mean shit because the real work is done outside of that one hour session you have with your therapist all the work you really do in therapy i'm keeping it a stack with y'all y'all do it outside the office your therapist only gives you the skills and the, tool set, uh, the tools to evaluate what the fuck you got going on for you to see for yourself. And then they give you homework. And the homework nine times out of ten, if it's not done, therapy is a fucking waste. And that's what this weird ass bitch was. A fucking waste. So it's, it's giving intimidated because I realized that too. Like When I told you I was trying to be in this space that I want to be in with these little basketball bitches that literally Gen Z. I, I don't even know why I even tried it because Gen Z is another breed of weird, what the fuck, crazy energy. I, as a Gen Y millennial, I ain't got time for it. Because let me tell you, a lot of us Gen Y millennials were raised by baby boomers and silencers. And we're talking about people born in the baby boomer generation and the silencer generation where a lot of the shit that, was, that, that Gen Z do Wasn't happening. And because a lot of our parents were older and experienced life and were like, I'm going through my wild, crazy phases, a lot of parents was like, I'm having my kids in my 30s. I'm having my kids in my late 20s. There's not a lot of, I haven't seen recently, and it possibly is, but there's not a lot of parents that I know that to us millennials that were young parents. And even if they were young parents, They had older parents, like grandparents in a village that helped raise us, which is a lot of what Gen Z fucking lacks because it was babies literally having babies, I feel more in Gen Z, where they never understood what a fucking village was. So these little niggas is on the survival of the fittest type shit. A lot of us Gen Y, like millennials, like Gen Y1 and Gen Y2, because we're the only generation that is split up in two derivatives, where Gen Y1 is like my generation from like 19... 19 what is it 1981 to 1994 and gen y2 which is more so of the matured uh matured millennials which is like um 19 what is it maybe i'm wrong maybe it's like yeah 1980 to 19 okay Mature millennials is Y2, which is 1980 to 1988. Gen Y1, which is our progressive millennials, or as they say, the... What the fuck did they call us? The recessionists, because we've experienced recession almost damn near three times. I mean, honestly, let's be for real. Which are the ones from 1989 to 1994. So, and mind you, I want y'all to be clear with me. After 91, because them niggas is suspect... But legit after 93, which is to me is my cutoff, them niggas is off. 94 and above, them niggas is off. They're fucking off because a lot of the instrumental, vital, key components that help in our growth, like the educational channels, the representation, they were here to live it, but they didn't get to experience it. So, like when you had things like Cousin Skeeter, Sister Sister, all these shows that were coming on, my brother and me, Parenthood, they were like two, three years old. So they didn't understand the concept as opposed to a lot of us niggas who were born in the 90s, like literally 90s baby, because I was born in 1990. We got to experience this shit and seen it and then legit was able to live in it because we were old enough to comprehend it and like retain it and see what it meant to, to have a difference between the internet and reality. Because remember, we are in the bridging the gap era where the internet became a full functioning thing, hence why they call us millennials, because we were old enough by the time you're 1980 and 19, you know, 2000 comes, you're graduating high school, going into the new millennium, you're pretty much 20 years old, experiencing life. A lot of us who were born in 1990 and above were 10 year old and about to enter into our teen years in the transition of the new millennium. So the year 2000, we're leaving the 20th century and going into the 21st. We literally are the only generation to be born in two decades right before a whole century ends and actually embrace it and enjoy it. So to put myself in the perspective where I say there's intimidation is because we know down here in the country, niggas can't, they don't have swag. Swag is something that they try to attain by looking at what other fucking cities do. So me coming in knowing myself is an intimidation to them because I'm confident and my confidence is going to be a aura, but I keep telling y'all, as a Leo rising, I automatically command the room. That's just my energy. I don't, I can't fix it. I can't change it. People are automatically drawn to me like a sun because Leo's ruled by the sun. I don't, I can't change. I'm not forcing nobody to fuck with me. Hence why I'm like to myself, I don't gotta deal with the shit because I don't have to. Like, there's other energies that I can attract, but I also attract narcissists. I've come to that conclusion to doom. Where my, I don't, you don't have to be intimidated because you feel like you can learn from me. Like me, meeting Whitney and me and her kicking it and her being so well-versed in management and branding and marketing, I'm not going to sit here and be intimidated because she knows more shit than I do. Even though I run a business, I'm going to learn from you because in real shit, you need to, who I need to be learning from. And the tutelage, as well as like what I said with photography, I'm trying to get into photography. That's in her realm of expertise. Teach me how to be able to move into this realm. I'm not going to sit here and be a hater because what the fuck am I hating for when I can literally learn? And that's what a lot of that's the problem with a lot of motherfuckers in the South. Like, that's why I say damn, it's just the South. Like, dead ass. It's just the South. There's no hoop raw camaraderie because it's an intimidation tactic. So, because I come in confident, because I can stand on my own, because that's what I said with the click shit. Clicks are necessary out here because it's like I said with Amanda. It's a mean girl behavior. Niggas have codependency because they don't know how to stand on their fucking own. So you need somebody else to kind of guide you. Me coming into this shit, especially as an only child, I don't need none of y'all motherfuckers. I'll move solo, which is what I've always been doing is moving solo. I don't need to go to the movies with somebody. I don't need to go ahead and go out and take myself on a date. I don't need to, oh, let me go ahead. and I don't need niggas to do it. I do it or I ask because I want to. But I'm very comfortable with doing things on my own. And that bothers motherfuckers who are not comfortable to do things on their own. Because even when it comes to dudes and dating, that's the conversation where it's like, they're like, oh, I want a Southern woman. Like on the dating apps, I'm not going to hold y'all. When I was on the dating apps, niggas is like, oh, I want a woman who's submissive. Um, And submissive to motherfuckers down here means stupid. Like you want to lead me But you don't know where the fuck you going. So you trying to lead me to a dead end and whole time. You have no true destination or real intent to make sure we get where we got to go. No, nigga, I'm not blindly following you. Like submissive means stupid. So because I don't submit to a lot of the cultural bullshit that they think is okay. Okay. Culture when it's really toxic. I'm not submitting to it. I'm an issue. I guess. Let me then fucking be an issue because I've never been one to conform to anybody else's mindset and I've always went moved to the beat of my own drum. So that means I got to be on the outside and be an outlier and so fucking be it because bitch, let me tell y'all something. Where I fucking live in Charlotte is in a gated community that's in the fucking cut and unless you know the area you're not going to be able to just pull up on me. Okay? It's not possible. Why? Because with me, I have standards and requirements for you to even be in my atmosphere, let alone be in my fucking space. Like, are you dumb? And I say that because your home is your safe space. So if you can't be in a space where you feel like you're comfortable and you have to protect yourself, like literally niggas just can't come to my house without saying something because there's a gate and if you don't let me know you come in you you're gonna be randomly pushing niggas buttons just to get in through the gate and even still if you get in doesn't mean i'm opening the door when you knock on the door like niggas here have an open door policy where they just walk into your shit or just feel like they can walk into your life or do whatever they want to do and like you have to deal with them no nigga i don't like friendship qualities are scarce like you feel like i have to deal with your shit so i'm gonna give y'all a prime example so I told y'all how I don't fuck with this weird-ass girl anymore or whatever, right? And if you feel a way towards me, I'm a firm believer. Like, leave me the fuck alone. Because unless you're discussing that you feel away towards me, but you're still in my face, you're fake as fuck. Period. There's no discussion. And I'm not, I know I'm not the only one who feels that way. I know I'm the only one who thinks about that logic. Because it is fake. Because why be around somebody you know you really don't care for, but you're tolerating them? But why tolerate them when you don't fucking have to? So I addressed this person and ask them like, yo, what?" it pretty much ask them what their intent is in this friendship. Supposedly budding friendship. Now, mind you, I've made this clear because I told you before. I don't just categorize people as friends. You have to earn and I'm looking at you in all seasons. And for me, this is me. And I'm not saying this applies to everybody. I'm able, when it comes to dating and friendships... I'm able to know within six months because again, I'm very self-aware as an introvert. I'm able to tell within six months if a person's for me or not. You're like, Jess, six months, that's a long time. That's because if you're around long enough in the six months, I can be able to tell you, okay, you're here to stay or you're here to go. Because in reality, just the same way you can tell who for you and who's not when you want to marry somebody, how niggas like, oh, I met her in three months and we were married in two, like. That shit was it. Like, you know, you just know. I know when niggas are not for me. We're on month seven with this weird bitch. So I know at this point, like, it's just say what you do in fucking relationships. Where is this going and what's the intent behind it? Because I I feel a way I'm addressing you. But I know how my delivery, I'm going to be careful of my delivery. So I asked this weirdo, yo, um, what's the intent behind this friendship? This fucking weird ass bitch going to say, um what do you mean elaborate bitch what do you mean elaborate what is your intent because I'm clearly not getting what I feel is reciprocity and that's what I told her and I'm like yo it's just feeling like it's one-sided and I don't feel like I need anybody who's gonna be a pen pal like a pen pal friendship is not what I am in. I'm too grown for pen pals like I'm forced to be a pen pal with my best friend in New York because she's in New York and her work schedule is so hectic that when I'm available, she's not available. You feel what I'm saying? So we have to text. Plus, she has an Android user. It's like, I'm playing. Love you, Ayana. <laughs> so she, I don't get to just make it myself available. But I also don't make the assumption because she is my best friend that when she does have free time that she's available. You feel me? Like I don't make that, that automatic Inclination that, oh, well, since she's off work, she must be free. No, bitch, she might not be available. She might be free, but don't mean she's available. So I'm forced to be pen piles because a lot of my friends that I'm super close with don't live in my city or live in this state. When you have motherfuckers who are trying to build a friendship with you and they live in the city you live in and you never fucking see them, but you're trying to build a relationship, like I told you about this vulnerability shit where like, in order to be vulnerable, you have—that's the only way to build trust with somebody. And if you're trying to be closed off, there's not much that's going to come out of the friendship. Especially when somebody's like, "Uh, I don't want to deal with it." You don't get to make that decision for me. So if you felt away from something that I did, right? And you don't address it when I ask you, so where do we go from here? When we had the conversation prior, you are not—you don't get the ability or merit to bring that shit back up if you claim you forgave. Because to forgive somebody means that you forgave them. You probably didn't let it go, but you forgave them, but you're not harping on it for you to use it as ammo or put it in your back pocket to throw it in somebody's face. This weird bitch, you forgave me, but you're throwing it back in my face. You didn't really forgive me because it's still bothering you. And you haven't sincerely forgave me because you haven't discussed how you're feeling. Again, with your vulnerability to be able to be a grown ass woman and say, yo, the shit you did, I really didn't rock with. And given that we are trying to learn each other and build this friendship, I'm kind of unsure if I really want to rock with you like that, given that you kind of broken my trust. But, you know... I was still here for you regardless. No, bitch. You don't make that decision for me. Because that's emotional manipulation. Okay? Don't be mad at me because I call you... inconsistent. The only thing consistent about you is your inconsistency. You're mad because I'm making you... Holding you accountable for your shit. But you hold me accountable and I take the accountability. I hold you accountable. It's like all hell raises loose. This happens with a narcissist. Period. And it wasn't... I didn't think there was a narcissist originally until... They proved that they had all the characteristics and did everything. I told you that this old ex did. So I'm like, all right, whatever. So I'm like, you don't make that decision for me if I want to stick around. I said, because technically that's emotional manipulation and you're trying to play it and put me through a test to see if there's going to be trust regained. First of all, for me, I don't trust niggas off the rip. That's a fucking fact. Like, I've learned that lesson the hard way. So I'm very much, I peel back layers of myself to see where trust can lie. This bitch must have trusted me, but I didn't fully trust her. I was reluctant from day one because I feel like anybody who tries to force you into, and force themselves into your life or your space, and they want to be a, ooh, see me, see me type situation, is not going to work. Like, it's not going to work. For me, damn sure it's not because it's like, why do you want to be so close and you really ain't take the time to know me? And for me, I'm old school. Text messages and shit is cool, but I got to be with the person. If I'm trying to build a, a rapport with you and build a friendship, I got to deal with you in person because who you are through text can be different in person. And this person has five different faces. I'm going to tell, I'll be honest with you, there's the one face with the, the whole situation with the basketball shit. Then there's another face that they have with me in private. Then there's another face they have with another person that they used to have relations with when I'm around that they be acting different. And then there's another face of, ew, like you're so capricious. So it's like when you have to constantly change and be a fucking chameleon, that means that you're talking about other people to other people where you can't really fuck with them in public because it's going to make you look crazy. You feel me? Like y'all, y'all picking up where I'm at? So that being the case, It's like, I'm going to stay in my own bubble. Because now you're trying to put this back on me. And I'm addressing you about the situation I'm having with you about what's currently going on. And you want to revisit the past. But when I ask you, hey, where do we stand? You're like, oh, yeah, we're cool. We just had to have that conversation. But now, all of a sudden, you still got a gripe, but you forgave. No, bitch. You just said that because you want to make yourself feel better. You want to make yourself feel better by saying, oh, I did this. It's a checklist for you to feel like you're a good person. When in reality, you're a shitty motherfucking human being. And this is why. I stay in my own bubble and have minimal exposure. I told you about that situation that happened with that whole thing two years ago. When I had to fight that case. When I say I'm so selective about people being in my space now more than ever, because when I learned the lesson, I was not going to revisit it. I'm like, oh, nah, we're not doing this. Like, I'm not going to be a slave to putting myself in positions that I know can jeopardize me. And like I said, niggas out here ain't got much to fucking lose because everybody on some, let me see, it's on some get rich quick scheme. It's a quick hustle because everybody want fast cash, but there's not many options to get fast cash out here. But at the same token, I don't think niggas out here realize the amount of spirits that are out here in Charlotte. Like I told y'all before, my apartment complex is right next to a slave cemetery. The house that's next to the apartment complex that owns the fucking complex has a slave house. If there's a slave cemetery and there's no fucking mark it's in between one apartment complex and the next, and it's nothing but a rolling ditch with covered with nothing but leaves and grass, you're not telling me those spirits are not disturbed. You're not telling me those spirits are laid to rest, and you're not telling me that they're not out here trying to see who deserves to be handled or in here infiltrating people's spirits it's not possible i don't give a fuck i believe in the occult spirits never die energies never die they just get reincarnated or they put themselves in other things like i believe in dharma and karma like i believe in that shit so a lot of the energies where it's a lot of probably lessons where old ancestors Or slaves are trying to tell you, I won't say they're slaves, the enslaved, because slaving is a state of mind. The enslaved beings are not trying to give warning like, you're not supposed to be here. And they're right. Why is there an apartment complex right next to a slave cemetery and it's only marked on the GPS but not marked out here? Like, that's fucking crazy to me. It's fucking crazy because the apartment complex I'm on used to be a whole plantation and they built over it because that's what they're doing on a lot of land out here in Charlotte, building shit, building over shit as if it never fucking existed. The same way they're doing with critical race theory and trying to erase us. And because black people are so much down here on some, oh, pick me, pick me. I want to hustle, I want to hustle, I want to grind, I want to grind, I want to be seen, I want to be seen, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. They're building over fucking burials of graves and trying to act like shit never existed. So if I just build over it, then niggas won't pay attention. And because niggas are naive and stupid enough, they don't pay attention. Like, when I be telling y'all niggas the South is just the South, like, you know how in New York, there's certain areas where, like, you know it's a melting pot. So you can pretty much go anywhere and not really feel like you got to really watch your back unless you're going, like, upstate, upstate New York. In the South, baby, there are clear jurisdictions and lines, okay? There's Charlotte. And then there's North Carolina. There's Atlanta. And then there's uh, Georgia. There's Houston. And then there's Texas. Are y'all picking up what I'm putting down? Pretty much. Gastonia is one of, to me, known as one of the most racist areas outside of Charlotte. Gastonia is like 40 minutes away. It's pretty much like a hick town. And I told you how there was Dover. Or there's Dell State. And then there's Dover. Where Dell State is a black HBCU. But it's surrounded by nothing but rural rednecks. So, like once you leave Charlotte, if you think there's about to be a barrier of black protection, you're you got the shit fucking wrong. Okay. And niggas don't understand that shit. If you live in Atlanta, I'm pretty sure y'all niggas can attest to it too. Y'all leave Atlanta and y'all go fucking on the outskirts outside of fucking Atlanta. Let's say, for instance, uh, where's the what's the name of that shit? Macon, Georgia, and other places. Nigga, it's not no protection for black folks. You're a fucking target. You go to Houston. Yeah, there's enough black folks, but if you go to fucking, like, San Antonio, niggas is not fucking with you like that. Like, when I say people got to step outside themselves, and this is what I say when it's fucking deadass, it's just the South. Niggas don't realize, because Charlotte, it might be the city, but step out of fucking North Carolina and experience life in, like, Asheville, Gastonia, going elsewhere, where there's not much of you as a majority... You're not going to be acting the way you're acting because you haven't been faced with the real adversity because you're so used to having to be the majority. Same way how they created HBCUs, you know, for us to be the majority, to be in a safe space, for us to enjoy ourselves and educate and higher higher learning for ourselves. I swear to you, me going to an HBCU after being at a predominantly white school and predominantly white spaces actually elevated my mind to realize like outside of Charlotte, There's more to life and people I have to deal with because a lot of Charlotte niggas never had to really deal with people who are racist, deal with fucking microaggressions because a lot of them do not have degrees to be in spaces that I'm in with corporate America and have real actual jobs where you have to deal with the microaggressions or the passive aggressiveness, they can't attest to it because they don't have to experience because a lot of them are in the mindset of, I'm working at Walmart. I'm working at a gas station. I'm working at a sneaker store. I'm working at a bar. Like, it's shit where you're going to be cultured because you're living, you're in a space where you're welcomed. So that's why I say it's dead ass is just the South because it's, it's overrated. Um, niggas make it bigger than what it is, in my mind, and I'm just not here for it. So... um I'm protecting my peace. I don't have a desire to associate, and I'm standing on this now. Anybody who's not already 30 or in their solo return cannot fucking be around me. Period. That's it. That's all. Because the mindset and the perspective I have compared to these fucking grungy-ass niggas it's not gonna fucking work for me. Because you're gonna try to make me dim my light to be in spaces because you feel intimidated and you wanna be in a space where you're able to see me. And if I go higher than you, you're gonna be trying to gun for me. Because there's not much opportunity out here. So if you can take it from me and suck for me like a fucking vampire, it's gonna be easier for you. So protect your motherfucking peace. And stop making the South as big as it is. Because the shit is only probably good because of Atlanta and Jermaine Dupree. Honestly, truly. And Freak Nick. Freak Nick is what put the South on the map. Let's be fucking for real okay as i always say on air let's keep it real and as i tell you all the time be real be true and always be unapologetically you i'll catch y'all on the flip and y'all be breezy